Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. I hope everyone is doing fantastic. Thought I'd do something a little bit different today, and I thought we would all take a quiz together. This quiz can be found on the Arthritis Foundation's website, and it's called Test Your Back Pain Knowledge. I'll have a link to this in the show notes so that you can share it with family, friends. You know, it's always something that could bring a little awareness to your family of friends that let them know what you're dealing with. So let's jump right in. It's 12 simple questions, or simple maybe to us. But let's take a look. Number one, all people with the HLA-B27 marker will eventually get axial spondyloarthritis. Is that true or false? Well, we know that's false. All people with the marker will not develop into axial spondyloarthritis. Not all people with axial spondyloarthritis are positive for HLA-B27, and not all people with HLA-B27 will get axial spondyloarthritis. Scientists have found that 70 to 90% of people with the axial spondyloarthritis have the HLA-B27 marker, but only a small percentage of people who have the HLA-B27 marker ever develop axial spondyloarthritis. Let's go on to question number two. Axial spondyloarthritis affects only the lower back. We know that's false. Axial spondyloarthritis usually starts with the lower back and sacroiliac, you know, the SI joints, and those are connect the base of the spine to the pelvic bones. But it can eventually affect the upper back, rib cage, neck, uh, pretty much anywhere in your body. Without proper treatment, it can stop you from being able to take a deep breath or even stand up straight in many cases. Question three. Axial spondyloarthritis can also cause eye inflammation. Well, we definitely know that's true. And axial spondyloarthritis is a systemic inflammatory disease, meaning it can have effects throughout your body. About 35% of people with axial spondyloarthritis will develop anterior uvitis. This inflammation of the front of the eye causes pain, blurred vision, and light sensitivity. Uveitis requires immediate medical attention and treatment with eye medications. Uh, the white part of the eye can also become red and swollen. So I've done episodes specifically with eye doctors on this, so I would encourage you to listen to it. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. Question four. Axial spondyloarthritis can result in a hunched and stooped posture. Well, that is definitely true. I'm dealing with that myself now, as are many of you. Over time, the bones of the spine can fuse together in a hunched posture and leave you unable to straighten up. A regime of medications, exercises, and posture training can potentially prevent this deformity, but the longer it's left untreated, the longer the proper meds are not used, the less exercise that's done, the higher the likelihood that this will onset for you. Question five. Back pain is the only symptom used to diagnose axial spondyloarthritis. That is a huge false. Back pain is only one part of axial spondyloarthritis. To be diagnosed, 
you must also have other features of the autoimmune disease, including some combination of an MRI or X-ray evidence of inflammation in the spine or sacroiliac joints, uveitis, HLA-B27 gene, alternating uh, buttock pain, enthesitis, family history of axial spinal arthritis, blood markers indicating inflammation, or even showing good response to taking like NSAIDs. Again, there's all sorts of things that a doctor will look at when trying to get you a diagnosis. Number six, inflammatory back pain occurs when a person's immune system malfunctions. That is true. Axial spinal arthritis is an autoimmune disease, meaning the body's tissues are attacked by its own immune system. In this case, the body attacks healthy tissue and joints in the back and pelvis. But other parts of the body may be affected, including other joints, the eyes, connective tissues like tendons, ligaments, and other areas. So again, it's not just back pain can affect other parts of your body, and it is uh, an autoimmune type disease. Question seven, non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis is the same as ankylosing spondylitis. We know that is false. There are two types of axial spondyloarthritis, radiographic, also known as ankylosing spondylitis, and non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis. They have many symptoms in common, but to be diagnosed with AS, you must have x-ray evidence of specific damage to the spine and or sacroiliac joints. Non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis has the same symptoms, but you just don't show any type of x-ray evidence of damage. Non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis may progress to AS over time, or it may never progress. There's no guarantee it will. Number eight, having non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis means that I will eventually develop AS. Well, based upon the last question, we know that's false. Some people with non-radiographic will progress to develop radiographic axial spondyloarthritis or ankylosing spondylitis after years of disease. MRI showing damage, elevated blood inflammation numbers, uh, cigarette smoking, uh, those are all factors that increase the likelihood that non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis will advance. On the other hand, some patients with non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis will have the back pain and other symptoms for decades without any evidence of radiographic damage. With treatment, some people with non-radiographic may stay at the non-radiographic stage forever. Number nine, the most common symptom of axial spondyloarthritis is muscle spasm. We know that is false. Muscle spasms are a common symptom of a mechanical back pain. Lifting heavy objects or a sudden awkward movement can strain back muscles, causing them to spasm. Where symptoms of axial spondyloarthritis include pain and stiffness, it gets worse when you rest, especially at night or early in the morning. The pain and stiffness can feel better when you move around and exercise, and you may have alternating pain in, in each buttock. Number 10, the only treatment for axial spondyloarthritis is NSAIDs. We know that is definitely false. NSAIDs, which are over-the-counter or prescription-based, depending on what your doctor wants to try with you, are an important component of a treatment plan that includes physical therapy, exercise, and lifestyle enhancements. Biologics are effective for people whose disease is very active, despite uh, the treatment from the NSAIDs. So again, NSAIDs are not your only option. Number 11, 
with axial spondyloarthritis, morning stiffness lasts for 30 minutes or longer. Well, that's generally, it, it is true in this particular case is what the quiz is looking for. Symptoms of inflammatory back pain include pain that wakes you up in the middle of the night or the early morning and stiffness that lasts for 30 minutes or longer after you get up. And finally, question number 12. Women are just as likely as men to have non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis. That is true. Ankylosing spondylitis was historically seen to mostly affect boys and men. But by looking at non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis, the ratio of men to women has evened out. Women are affected by axial spondyloarthritis different than men are. So the diagnosis was being overlooked by the healthcare professionals. I've done a number of episodes on this. One episode I'll have a link to for the ladies is, but women don't get AS. It's very important that while this quiz is kind of a neat little way to get some very high level information, you want to make sure that you're talking with your doctor about all of the options. That's why I'm so big on using, when you're going in to talk to a doctor, using the term axial spondyloarthritis when you're looking for your diagnosis. Because you still have doctors out there that think that this is a man's disease that may not be considering all the pieces. So that might not be the right way for them to do it, but it is something that happens. And so give the widest net that you can toss. Use that term axial spondyloarthritis, which then allows the doctor to, to maybe be a little broader in thought about what they're trying to do to help you. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. I have a link to it in the show notes. Have a wonderful week, and I look forward to talking to you in the future. Take care.